Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to The Demon Inside. Tonight, one Phoenix police officer is out of the hospital, another facing several surgeries ahead, both of them surviving the shooting that killed Commander Greg Carnicle and the 22-year-old suspect. ABC 15's Zach Crenshaw learning new details tonight as the city prepares to lay a hero to rest. Dressed in blue, wearing the badge, and standing in silence. To pay tribute to a man who we call hero, friend, father, son, grandfather. Tuesday, Commander Greg Carnicle's body, draped in the American flag, was brought to a funeral home. Hours later, Officer Alicia Hubert released from Deer Valley Hospital. She was shot in the foot and in the back, a bulletproof vest likely saving our life. Police say suspect Jacob Mickelveen fired more than 10 shots at the officers with a pistol. He was later sniped by a single SWAT officer after an hours-long standoff. The other officer, Marissa Dowen, still has more surgeries, but will fully recover physically. The trauma, though, will likely last much longer. It was horrible. I heard, like, women screaming and crying. Neighbors heard the horror from a distance. Others were much closer. After the initial shooting, the officers were able to retreat from the home, but one roommate was stuck inside with the suspect. We saw the man crawling out the window onto the back roof. I saw him waving at the chopper. This guy did not have a gun or anything. He was unarmed. Neighbors say he jumped off the roof and cut his leg, but survived. Fortunately, three other roommates and a one-month-old baby were able to leave before the shooting. Tuesday, detectives were back bagging evidence. Down I-17, other officers were at a police union fundraiser at Chick-fil-A for Commander Carnicle's family. And it's been nonstop. As you can see, cars have been rolling through the whole time. The restaurant even having to get more chicken from other stores because they ran out. It's been absolutely amazing. With signs, chicken sandwiches, and salutes, the community grieving the loss of Commander Carnicle and trying to say thank you. But nothing can match his 31 years of service that ended with the ultimate sacrifice. Now the Phoenix Police Department hopes to have more funeral details on Wednesday. They're trying to accommodate the most amount of people in person while still maintaining social distancing. They've also indicated the services will be streamed. In Phoenix, Zach Crenshaw, ABC 15. Hello, my Demon Insiders, and welcome back to The Demon Inside. I'm your host, John Venom. And today we're going to be talking about the demon inside, Jacob McVean. So Jacob is 22 years old and he is living with roommates in Arizona. 
and it's kind of crazy because uh, we did a story about a woman a while back in Marcipro County uh, that she was naked and she ended up stealing the patrol car well this is the same county uh, except this time this was in of April of 2020 uh, more recent and I've been trying to find a lot of information on this and I really couldn't find too much but I did find the actual 911 call and cam footage which is enough I think that I found the name of the demon that it's inside Jacob so what happens is he moves in with these people uh, in February 2020 and obviously at that time they think that he is normal and he's fine but all of a sudden he starts acting erratic and weird we've heard this before haven't we and now before I even start that so in when he was 18 I just wanted to say that he was arrested for drinking and drugs um, in a different county. So as of now, they really don't know where he's from or uh, they don't know if he has any other cases out there. This was 18. He's 22 now. So could he be on drugs? Sure, he could. But remember... Uh, with other cases, everybody thought it was bath salts, and it wasn't. Everybody thought it was meth, and it wasn't. So, I'm just going to go ahead and go with the, with the feeling that this is one of my cases of a demon inside. And the reason that I think it is, is because he actually names the demon. So, we're going to start off with the 911 call of the roommate. Take a listen to this. We currently have a roommate that um, we need to evict because he's been acting really weird and has um, made um, us extremely uncomfortable. And we wanted to do it today, but he disclosed to us that he has a gun, and I don't know if this is going to be a safe, um, something safe for us to do. We don't know if he's on something or what, but he's not getting out of the house. So about five minutes later, after the 911 call, uh, the police show up and. They're, they're allowed into the house by one of the roommates that's already outside. And uh, they go up to his room and they knock on the door and they start talking to him. So I have that cam footage. Listen to this. if I see your other hand? Good. You okay? You okay, man? I feel like all of you are fucking idiots. We're not, no, man. we're not. We're actually here to try and help. You have rights as a tenant, and so does the owner of the house. Okay? So we're just here to be sure that nobody fights with anybody, and that you leave, and you're on your way, and then we're out of here. That's all. Okay? Yes, we are. You have my word, okay? 
So at this time, they get him out of the room and take him downstairs. And he's there waiting, but he starts demanding for them to get his stuff. Why don't you walk out? my stuff. Hey, calm down. You guys said you were going to help me. Yeah, we're going to help you. Okay. I'm going to get your stuff. What, what are the colors of the items? She has to stay down here. She has to, okay? So while the police are getting his stuff and... They're correct. She has to stay down there with them to make sure that he's not going to do anything stupid. There's also another officer down the hallway, and the officer that said he was going to go get the stuff went upstairs. So Jacob started delaying. He started asking the police officers for a drink of water, and then he started asking these questions. Take a listen. Honest. Um, okay. So Jacob is asking, are you Anis? And I know eventually it sounds like, are you on his? But you got to think about it this way. Whenever somebody can't understand you, we usually get slower and louder, you know, especially like in foreign countries. So like if you were to say hospital uh, and they didn't understand you, you would say hospital. So what he's saying is, are you, because that's a question, are you, plain and simple, are you. Then at the beginning of it, when you first listen to him, what he says is, are you honest? Are you honest? And they're like, am I honest? That's what it sounded like. And then later on, he starts splitting it up. So if you take it for what it is at the beginning, are you honest? That's the name of a demon. So these demons were called Oni from Japan. And it's a type of demon. So there's many demons. And so the plural of Oni is Onis. And so he's asking her if she's an Onis. And he said, look at the way your feet are. Look at the way you're standing. So Onis are demons that had clubs and they would stand a certain way to use the clubs and that's the way the officer was standing we'll talk about the awning here in a minute let's get back to the uh call we'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors welcome back to the demon inside so at this time the officers are trying to get him out of the house so as I'm walking backwards out, you can walk with me. So we're maintaining. Okay, so it's equal. It's a give and take. So this is where the officers kind of make a mistake. They leave him in the house by himself. There should have been an officer inside with them until he actually vacated the pro the premises. Because all he did was when the police stepped out of the house, he closed the door on them, and he was back inside the house by himself. There you go. 
So after Jacob goes back into the house, uh, the cops get a call from the roommate who's actually still in his room and he is terrified. He wants to get out of there, but he doesn't know how because this guy's acting erratic. He actually, the, the Jacob starts putting stuff against the door so the police cannot come in. The roommate goes ahead and throws the keys down to the police officers and they allow the police officers to go into the home or he allows them to go into the home and they start calling Jacob again. Take a listen. Jacob! Jacob! Jacob, this is Officer Huber with the Phoenix Police Department. Can you come down and talk to me? So, I can't meet you out in the garage. It's either you come down here or we come up. I was trying to make you feel more comfortable. So, Jacob asked for the person in charge. Yeah. Yes, it is. Hey, then you come down and we're coming up. The other, the other person in this is Devin. We've got to get up to Devin as well. So at this point, the commander advises him that we need to get up to Kevin, which is the other roommate, and he asks, is Kevin the one that called Dan? Take a listen. At this time, the police officers start going up the stairs. Now, I want to give you some warning because this is going to be pretty loud. Uh, just be advised that three officers are shot and the commander is killed. three officers were taken out of the house and they were transported to the hospital where Commander Conoco was deceased and the other two officers went into surgery. While this was happening at the house, Devin, who was the other roommate who was stuck in his room because he was afraid to come out, decided to crawl out of the window, got on the roof, jumped down and ran to the police. I'm pretty sure he was terrified as hell, especially now knowing that Jacob knew he was there because he didn't know that until the police told him. So two hours, uh, they're trying to get him out of the house. They have his family come down. His mom is actually trying to talk to him and she's telling him, this isn't you, son. This isn't you. You know, we love you. What can we do to help you? 
I don't understand what's going on. I mean, she's just coming out with everything because in all reality, she doesn't know why he's doing what he's doing. He probably doesn't even know what he's doing. And so the night goes on until Jacob decides that he's going to jump out of the window. And the police are trying to stop him. And he turns the gun on them. And they shoot and they kill him. So let's go back to what he had said. And for me, it does sound like, are you honest? Because even the officer that's there says, wait, did you say, are you honest? But honest is plural demons, which would make sense because there's more than one police officer there. He's already paranoid asking from the, from the door, are you telling me the truth? Are you going to hurt me? You know? Uh, and then he is just freaking out about the whole thing. I mean, he doesn't act it. But you could tell he's scared. But at the same time, it seems like he is seeing something that other people are not seeing. Much like Daniel Torres Jr. who saw demons... But Daniel knew they were demons. Did this guy know that the Oni was a demon? So let me describe what a demon is to what an Oni is to. So according to Wikipedia, an Oni is a kind of yokai demon or ogre or troll in Japanese folklore. They are believed to live in caves or deep in the mountains. Oni are known for their superhuman strength and have been associated with powers like thunder and lightning, along with their evil nature manifesting in their prosperity for murder and cannibalism. They are typically portrayed as hulking figures with one or more horns growing out of their heads, massive teeth, and occasionally a third eye in the center of the forehead. They are typically depicted with red, blue, black, or yellow colored skin, wearing loincloths or tiger pelt, and carrying iron canoeboo clubs. They also have three to six digits on each hand and foot tipped with claw-like nails. Only are able to change their looks to fool other victims into trusting them. Remember, he didn't trust them. Oni can be made, could be male or female, but have been predominantly male throughout history. Female Oni are sometimes referred to by the name Yamaba. When in disguise, Oni are capable of appearing as a man or a woman, regardless of their gender. As monstrous as Oni are, they have been linked to bringing good fortune and wealth. So, if this Oni was standing with a club, wouldn't he see that in a police officer? He said, look at your feet. An Oni would be standing sideways with a club to bash somebody's head in or 
to kill somebody. It's kind of a ready stance. And in his mind, he, he, she might have had a club. With a police officer, you always stand with a gun away from the suspect. You never stand with a gun towards the suspect because it's easier for them to get to it. I think that this Oni was not in him, but I think he was around him. And he made Jacob see what he wanted to see so that he could kill these, or try to kill these three officers. Look at the damage he did. I mean, this commander was 31 years into the force, a hero. People loved him. And yet, this happens, and it's a tragedy for a lot of people. It caused devastation to his family. It caused devastation to his kids, his grandkids. It caused devastation to the police that worked around him. It caused devastation to every police officer out there. Because this guy was a commander who decided to go on patrol with his people because he felt like the last few months that he was going to be there, he should be back on patrol. That is a leader. That is somebody that's a hero. And that's somebody that the demon would try to get. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, guys. If you want to hit like on these episodes, that'd be great. Five stars would be good on any of the formats. Uh, if you guys want to get in touch with me, remember it's the demon inside podcast at gmail.com. You have to put the demon inside uh, podcast at gmail.com. It's all together, one word. Uh, send me your messages. Uh, let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if you guys have any cases out there that I can work on. I'm probably going to do a few more shows for this season and then I'm going to uh, stop for a little while just so I can kind of recoup, try to get, I mean, I have so many cases I got to work on, but it's not fair to you guys that I've been falling behind. I'm actually sitting in my car right now, guys, uh, doing this podcast because I've been working. But uh, I would really like to take time so that I could get the podcast out and do a better job for you, my listeners, my demon insiders, because you guys deserve the best from me. And that's what I want to give to you. So I'm probably going to do a couple of more of these. I got some a couple of shows that are going to be really good. I promise you we're going to revisit uh, Isabella Guzman. Because she did an interview. Uh, they just released the interrogation with her with the police officers. It is freaking amazing. I'm going to play that for you and we're going to discuss that. And uh, if you guys have any questions, like I said, email me. If you all have any comments, email me. But please, guys, hit five stars. Say you like this podcast. You know, uh, it keeps me going. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. See you next week.
Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time. If I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.